My name is Andres de los Santos, and this is Why Do You Write? So last episode of Why Do You Write, we got to interview my friend Wes. Wes is a good guy, stand-up guy, campus and city news reporter. However, on today's episode, we're going to go back to sports, and we're going to interview my friend Ryan Harlan. Now, Ryan, he's actually a sports writer, not a sports contributor, which is a big difference here at Orange Media Network. We'll get to that in the podcast a little bit. But Ryan is arguably one of the most dedicated writers up here on the fourth floor in terms of sports. This man does his research. He spends time looking up different facts, stats, birthdays. This man does everything <laughs> and just he knows his stuff and is very, very respected in the, in the Oregon State community. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Ryan. All right. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. It's Monday, um, you know, start of the week. It is Monday, week. 12 o'clock. I've not had breakfast yet, which is a big mistake, but... Um, you're, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> well, thank you for being on my podcast, Why no Do problem. You Write. Really do appreciate it. So, Ryan, obviously, I know who you are, but our yeah. listeners, they don't know who you are. So, for the audience, can you say your name, pronouns, your position at OMN, and your years, of the years you've been here? I not say uh, I'm Ryan Harlan, uh, he, him pronouns. Um, I am a sports writer and columnist, and I also do broadcasting on the side. And uh, I've been at OMN for just over a year now. Nice. Now you got you to gotta, you gotta emphasize writer because yeah. you're not a sports contributor anymore because you yes. got promoted. I got promoted recently, so <laughs> now officially, <laughs> officially <laughs> a sports writer. Uh, yeah, uh, I wish that promotion did get... I, also did announce that before uh, Jen, our journalism advisor, <laughs> mentioned it today during our cohort. So, so what does that promotion entail? Do you, do you like, is it like a cool title now? <laughs> a cool title? Uh, it gives me a little more, I'd say a little more cred uh, with the Oregon State uh, mm-hmm. community okay. a little bit, especially like outside, you know, people that still keep up yeah. with sports yeah. and then to uh, also a pay raise too. So Pay raise because I'm about <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching. All right, enough about that. No more sound effects. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll talk more about it, but yeah, Ryan, um, Ryan's definitely a big influence on the OSU community. Cause like this man is like a reporter himself and on Twitter, especially we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> but, uh, so Ryan, when you think of the word writing, what three words come to mind? Well, if you ask me, if you ask younger me about that, it would have been a lot of negatives in there. Uh-huh. I disliked writing a lot i found it more as a punishment at really? times when i did like standards self- yeah <laughs> like very much like uniform not a lot of um like very much like that but i find writing now to be very like the three words i associate with are creative, creative. uh fun and just being able and really overall just being able to you know um express okay. express stuff in a way that like i could write out what I'm feeling better right. is more a form of expression mm-hmm. and rather like sometimes I find that like writing or even like is a little easier to do yeah. when sometimes when you want to express something than no, totally. like actually saying it. So um, there was our creative fun expressive. and expressive. Yes. Okay. I like that. So what got you, I know you hated writing at first, but what got you into writing? So like, um, like what, what got you into it? How long have, how long have you been doing it? Um, Initially, like, yeah, like I said, didn't like it early on, but then I (laughs) figured out, like, when I was younger, writing creative stories and stuff, being able to use my imagination, just being able to have fun with it, um, and just finding enjoyment is something that I, um, is what I found kind of enjoyable to do, and that's what made me uh, really start to like it and hmm, start okay. to get into it a little more, having that fun, creative uh, part to it. And then also to writing about stuff I was passionate about right. it also made it 
much more enjoyable. And I think now that even carries over into writing assignments for class stuff for here. It's like, if I find enjoyment and I'm passionate about what I do, um, it's a good quality piece of work. And even if I'm not passionate about it, I try to make it the best quality that it can be, uh, because I don't want to give something that's, you know, Mm -hmm. half effort into into somebody. It's like, I, I feel like that doesn't show, you know, my capabilities as a person, the work that I put in. Um, so I think what really just got me into it was, just trying to, you know, read other people's stuff and mm-hmm. see how to tell that same story and okay. just try to be, you know, try to have fun with it. Yeah, yeah I definitely too. And like, cause like, I think that if, if, with anything you do, like there's gotta be some passion behind it. Otherwise just like boring and stale. Yeah. But if you put like your own voice in it, you don't spin on it. It's a lot more interesting for sure. So yeah, I definitely agree that like some passion has got to be there. And like when you're writing, especially when I've read it, a lot of passions involved just cause like you go the extra mile, like putting like extra work in it. Cause like, like obviously sports writing is harder than itself, yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. you, you do the, you go the extra mile, you go the extra mile and like you do like your research, you know, who's injured, you know, who's playing, you know, who's doing what. So like hats off to you for that. Cause like that passion's like showing, um, throughout the story itself as well. So, um, what do you like to write about typically? Is it like, I know you're a sports writer, but do you only write sports or do you like, are you like a poet? <laughs> you're like a short story guy. It's I've like, written a few amount of short stories mm-hmm. here and there. I haven't really got delved into the realm of like poetry and right. lyrics for songs and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I write music, but lyrics have been hard to come by. Lyrics are hard, man. Um, so outside of that, it's just mainly been a lot more writing sports mm. in particular. And then obviously the standard, you know, class assignments yeah. for, for, uh, for school and all that. Mm. But, um, that's primarily what I've done. It's right. just, yeah. I'm not saying like poetry is not my favorite. No, it's just not my, it's not my, it's not my, yeah, it's not my strongest thing. suit. Um, so, so what is it about sports writing that just like fascinates you? I think it's been for me, um, I want to say that it's being able to tell a story of a game and mm-hmm. what happened to somebody that may not have been able to watch the game from wherever, right. you know, wherever they are. Yeah, totally. Um, and even too with like profiles uh, on athletes and coaches and stuff, mm-hmm. it's cool to share these stories with people that, you know, tend to think, hey, like, you know, we see them, you know, as these people that are really high above, you know, really like put them like, on a pedestal on a pedestal. But mm-hmm. then when you really look at them, they're like, oh, like they have some neat stories of yeah. how they got here. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy listening to those stories and just being able to connect one on one with them. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I relate to you a lot because like at least like for me, I used to view like college athletes and college coaches where it's like they're like the upper echelon, you know, yeah. it's like the cream of the crop. But then I started working here and I was like, wait a minute, like I have that guy in my biology class, you yeah. know, like, oh, he's like he we're, we're both English majors. So it's like, yeah, it's definitely where it's like it's like that recap as well. But um, I mean, I guess like you're a former athlete, you're you're a former yeah. swimmer. Do you think being a former athlete has some influence on you liking sports writing so much? I think it does and to a little bit of growing up around it as mm-hmm. well like having college football games on nfl football games on yeah uh played a big role in it and i also too that former athlete i guess background i would say mm-hmm. um helps a lot in connecting with athletes and oh, kind of having point. that shared experience mm-hmm. a little bit because it makes me like in an interview feel a lot more comfortable talking to them yeah um and i think for them too it's the same thing because they 
when you know they're talking to people right those people may not necessarily have you know like an interview like interview aspect right yeah they may not have that same similar shared experience so it may Mm -hmm. be a little awkward to break down those barriers Mm -hmm. i remember uh when i talked to ellie slama former oregon state golfer Mm -hmm. um I brought up the fact that when I, like you said, you know, when I do my research and mm-hmm. stuff for even for an interview too, yeah. like I try to do research, be a good, you know, <laughs> be a good journalist. Yes. Yeah, be a good journalist. <laughs> and uh, I saw that she swam in high school and I was like, oh, okay. I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I brought that up in a question. I was like, hey, like, you know, you swam in high school, you did cross country. So how did that all translate into golf? Right. Oh, like, cause yeah. that seems like for me, I was like, that's uh, it's a, quite it's a, a wide spectrum. It's yeah. like a big, big spectrum. Yeah. And uh, our interview kind of got a little derailed uh-huh. a little bit talking about it, but yeah. that's what made it fun. That's exactly. what made it enjoyable. And it, for me, it gave a little more personal uh, connection to that story. Just right. being able to have that shared connection. I think that too. I think you made her comfortable because it like, you showed her that you knew what you were talking about and you've yeah. done your research and it's that relatability factor as well. Because like, like for example, like me, if I interviewed, if I were to interview Ellie and you know, I know I, she did swimming, she did cross country and she did golf. I would not be able to relate to that. Cause I just did wrestling in high school. Yeah. Like we ran, but not near, not like cross country and like swimming. I hate swimming. Like not, no, not like, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah no, I know. What you mean. <laughs> but like, um, so I wouldn't be able to relate to her. But the fact that you brought that up and like did your research, it shows that it shows her. It's like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about, and like that going off the rails for your interview. That's always the best part of an interview yeah. when it's like you're <laughs> able to like break that like professional wall. Yeah, and it's like because at the end of the day, you're two people <laughs> like, yeah. with a job, so like like you're trying to do your job and she's helping you out. So it's like yeah, you break that professional wall and it's like <laughs> it's like so much fun. But um, yeah, so I think that like that being a former athlete really helps like sports running as well. Just because, like, you get that perspective that exactly. not a lot of other people would have mm-hmm. on the athlete mindset. And I know there are times where I brought that up to other journalists. There was one person in particular um, who's no longer uh, who, who's in California, now, different job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Hobner. Uh, he was upset. I remember that Andre he's Murray didn't answer a question of his. And I was like, well, oh, yeah. it was a well, but I understood mm-hmm. why he didn't. And that was just because the connection between him and former defensive coordinator Tim Tebasar was a pretty strong connection. He yeah. was a position coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, that, that conversation is a little hard to deal with. And mm-hmm. it's like, hey, this just happened. You know, him being let go yeah. just happened recently. So it's going to take some time for uh-huh. him to process through and be a little more comfortable. Definitely. After that, after this whole big change. Well, it's like that relationship. So, like, I think let's talk about your relationship. I'm gonna, we're gonna speak up off top. We're gonna go off the top a little bit too. Here. <laughs> um, your relationship with the Oregon State football team is like phenomenal because, like, I think because like you're like, oh, I'm gonna go to the pre- like the press conference. Like, All right, Ryan, see you later. Then you come back. It's like, oh, I talked to this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. Like, they know who you are. Yeah. And I think that's credit to you. Just like at least like, because like being a reporter, um, it's often very seen as like a one sided affair where it's like you reach out to people where it's like, okay, I need this. I need you to answer these questions for me. Yeah. And the source is like, okay, but they're saying, okay, out of the kindness of the heart off very rarely. They're like, what's in it for me versus you. Like, I think what you do is you, you go talk to these reporters and then you check on, you go on reporters. You go I talk to these like athletes and you, you, and you talk to them on a regular basis. Like Josh Green, an example, yes. Ethan Mascarenas is another example. Like, you know, these guys, like, you know, them as more than just athletes. Cause the media 
and I, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but like sports media, oftentimes they focus on athletes as just athletes. And as yeah. you mentioned earlier, you focus on athletes as people as well. Yeah. So I think that's very like impressive of you as well, because like you're not only doing your job, but you're reminding people that these athletes are people too. Yeah. <laughs> by telling their stories. And that's the biggest thing that I think that gets lost mm-hmm. in a lot of, you know, like, like you said, a lot of sports media and to the way that the fans view these athletes too because i under i like and i try to bring some fan perspective in there i mean obviously i'm assuming yeah yeah, it's hard not to Mm -hmm. uh and to like i'll get excited for guys you know like josh green easton mascarinus arnold it's like how am i not exactly i cannot be you know stone cold and be objective (laughs) on this it's like i'm so i'm gonna be so happy because you know these guys yeah yeah and um you know, it's hard to, it's sometimes hard for, for fans to remember. It's like these people, yeah, these athletes are people too mm-hmm. off the field. They they're have, college students. Yeah. And they're college <laughs> students. So it's, you know, it's nice to show that part and be like, Hey, like, just remember, like if you may criticize play mm-hmm. their play or anything like that, just, just remember students too. They're people. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how does that, so you talk about writing a little bit, that relationship with the football team. How does that translate over into broadcasting as well? Because you broadcasted a couple football games. Yes, the Colorado game yeah. too. Uh, obviously, that technical difficulties and yeah, the yeah, broadcast, yeah. but uh, it's neat having that perspective mm-hmm. in there, and especially to having that connection covering football also really helps stuff I'm talking about on the air, trying to right. fill fill in some time uh, in between plays. But like I remember for you know, speaking of getting excited for guys, like <laughs> I I remember seeing like, okay, so I can talk to you about the play for for Josh Green, what was going through my okay. head. Okay. So <laughs> uh as like as you know, it's fourth down for the Beavers are gonna punt the ball back to Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh yeah, like I immediately said out of my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, Luke Loesch is gonna come on because I was like, okay, Luke had come on. He's a starting, he's a starting punter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I realized I was like, I see 37 walk out, and I'm like, no way, that's Josh Green. And right. I'm like trying so hard not to be a fanboy right now. Um, if I was in the stand, this was a this is a different yeah, story. Yeah, you would lose your mind in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying hard not to listening, you know, taking Steven's advice, uh-huh. right? And I'm like you know try to keep it and i'm like there's a little pause yeah. in there when i'm t- <laughs> calling this and i'm like i'm just smiling so happy for him yeah. knowing his story of what it took for him to get here mm-hmm. and to be on that field calling his first career oregon state punt like after as soon as we went to break uh i literally turned to casey and i was like i'm so happy right now like <laughs> you, like you don't know how excited i am for that and um it was just like it was a really cool really cool moment just to have mm-hmm to share that and i told I him bet, afterwards yeah. like dude like that was a it was amazing getting to call <laughs> call this like I, I mean i couldn't like i didn't want to make this all about myself but of I was course like, yeah but i was like dude this was really cool getting to call this one and i'm so proud and so happy of you my guy for you my guy like that's uh, it, it, yeah yeah like this was it was awesome i guess also for context uh, luke locher <laughs> he's the current starting punter for Oregon state josh green is, is the backup punter and ryan and i we got to interview him last year um and I remember on the we interviewed a podcast, and I remember on the podcast he said he believes he's the best punter in the country, and I was like, that one stuck with me. <laughs> and now, now he made his he made his collegiate debut uh, a couple weeks ago against Colorado. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember because I was I was directing the broadcast, and I was like sitting back, and I was like, wait, do you say Josh Green? I was like, Josh Green's on the field right now. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, but um, yeah, it really happened <laughs> for him. But uh, 
right. <laughs> Josh Green, love that guy. All right. Shout out Josh Green. All right. Let's get back on topic. Yeah. So, um, obviously, the broadcasting and writing, you do all of that at Orange Beater Network. Now, how did you find out about Orange Beater Network? I think it was from a post on the open house, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Uh, and I remember <laughs> I was doing something else at the time. So I came in really late at the open house. Right. And that was just right as everybody was filing out. And I was kind of like, well, I need to at least go. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and part of me wanted to come up here because initially my goal was not to write initially. Really? I'm going to admit to you right now. Really? I was not, I was not interested in writing at so the time. So what were you interested in doing? So during quarantine, right, I had the Pat McAfee show keep me company mm. essentially. It just was a way to escape everything that was yeah. going on. Of course, of course. You know, shout out Pat uh, <laughs> for, you know, for that really, really helped me through and inspired me to like want to do like sports podcast type of thing, talk about sports, mm-hmm. you know, with people and just kind of make it in a way that's a little more casual and not yeah. really super scripted. Because Pat McAfee is super casual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was initially the goal coming up here. But I think it might have been, it actually might have been you that kind of got me into writing a little bit or mm-hmm. to say like, hey, maybe you want to take something. I'm like, you know, why why not? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like w- it doesn't hurt. You mm-hmm. know, that, that that's the thing I thought it doesn't hurt. Why not? And so that's how it kind of happened. It just was kind of like, I just kind of fell into it. Yeah. It wasn't really my intent like, when I came up here right. for the open house over a year ago. Because I, I remember, I remember this. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you know this, but I remember um, open house because I was sports chief at the time. I was last year. And it was funny because I, I saw you, you, you kind of, you, you turned the corner and you looked right at me, and behind me was like the Omen Sports, like um, like tapest, like tapest of the paper we had, and you walked by all the, you walked by everybody, you walked like full head of steam, you were like you knew what you wanted, came up to me, you were like, hey, I want to be in the sports team. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool, we'll get you on. So I remember that. It was like I, I knew exactly yeah. what I was what I was thinking, and I was just like, you know why not yeah like, exactly that, i think it was one of those moments where it's like both you and i had were on the same level just mm-hmm. like hey i have this idea and you're like yes let's let's do it yeah like definitely. that was one of those type of moments where it was like i yeah i, I remember that i was like cheese like, <laughs> it's like i can't believe i just did that it's like you know what you're, you're like you, yeah. you, like you were you're like you're like a shark in the water yeah, you're just, just like you saw you saw the prey it, yeah. you went for it <laughs> <laughs> so then what was your first story at omen as a writer my first assignment was the double overtime loss that Oregon State football had against Colorado. That was oh, my first okay. loss where I had everything prepared, ready to go, took everything ready to go, and then, boom, I had to throw it all out the window because of a double <laughs> overtime yeah. game where I was like, geez, okay. And even then, it was that was a, that was a frustrating loss at the very end, too. I was just like, uh, the, the, the highs and the lows of, you know, Everett Hayes drilling a 60-yard field goal and then missing a 35-yarder. Yeah. It was just was like, oh, man, it was a gut punch, but I... You know, didn't want to obviously make my feelings known during that. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> you know, try to be objective. That's of course, the of course, goal. Of course. That's the goal. That's the end all be all yeah. goal in a game like that. But yeah, that was that was my first assignment was was taking taking that game. So what was um? I guess let me ask you this. You said you had you said you had prepped. Well, what, what what did that prep work look like before the game? So that prep work looked like getting out a notebook, taking notes for me, getting mm-hmm. making sure the big plays and stuff. I have any little tidbits or things that mm-hmm. i need to know i'll write them down put like them in time there. stamps yeah mm-hmm. and um 
especially big scoring plays too. So I, I can look back and reference to them. Yeah. Uh, and then having a couple leads ready to go, just any possible outcome. That didn't involve double overtime. That did not involve a double <laughs> overtime. Uh, and so I had to scrap the ones I originally had and went to the, uh, went to, went to craft a new one <laughs> essentially. So that's, that's like what it, what it entails uh, for mm -hmm. me is just like anytime I'm at a game is I'll have the leads ready to go. Uh, I'll be taking notes. I'll have the live stats going um and just so i can reference back and anything mm -hmm. like that so if my yeah. notes for some reason like i mess up and any notes or like i can't catch a play mm -hmm. immediately um i can refer back to that yeah. as a as a second option <laughs> there so like when you when you cover a game let's say like basketball or football do you start writing your story like at halftime or like third quarter or like when do you like or are you someone that's like you, you do your press they go to the press conference and then you write your story um, I kind of start getting the outline ready together, mm -hmm. uh, by like halftime. Okay. Uh, and then by the time the press conference over, that's when I start filling everything in because it gives me a backtrack of like, okay, you know, you took a bunch of notes. What's the most important thing from this first quarter, second right. quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, mm -hmm. uh, to add all in together. Right. And, um, that gives me the way to, at least for my process, that gives me a good quality product at mm -hmm. the end to where like, okay, like I can set up a big play if I need to. You know, yeah. looking back at it, I'm not I'm not saying like I'm not trying to like rush it out quickly. It's just yeah. more like I know like the way that my process works is just like I need to like see what's going on before like in the first half before I start writing totally. it out. And totally. that gives me a better picture of what the game's going to be like mm -hmm. going forward. OK, so do you put like like first quarter, blah, 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 blah. Insert quote here. Yeah. Insert quote here. Or like yeah. blank said, <laughs> like something yeah. like that. And even too, like I, I like stuff from what Smith, if there's something that Smith says, I'll put that in there. Mm -hmm. uh, if something that stands out from like the players, I'll put that in there. Right. Like if there's a quote that really stands out with, I'm like, I can't not put this in here. Like mm -hmm. I have to include it. Yeah. Uh, I'll put that, put that in there as well. So let's talk about press conferences a little bit. Um, so for, for context, a press conference is when um, it's like, a reporter, like say Ryan, after the game, he goes to like it's typically the basement of somewhere, and and uh, yeah, he, he asks he asks the coach questions. So Ryan, what is it like being in a press conference with a bunch of a bunch of reporters? The coach is there, obviously. What is like that press conference environment like? It's very much a very like formal mm -hmm. um, like process of like okay like who, who you know raise your hand microphone questions stuff like that. Mm. Uh, it can be a little intimidating sometimes, especially yeah, totally. when it when a game is not <laughs> not going anyway. <laughs> too, uh, I know from talking to coach Coach Tinkle like that that was really hard to be God, like that, I was yeah. like oh, I feel I feel for you mm -hmm. too at the same time. Uh, but like, it's very much like a very strict, like what you would expect, like media availability to be at like the professional level yeah. a little bit. Like everybody's asking questions. Uh, I try when I, if I want to ask a question, I try not to be, you know, repetitive yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. If it's something that like stands out to me or if I can get the microphone quickly, like, and ask that question, I will. Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise, you know, other people, they got it covered. It's yeah. like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be repetitive. I'm like, I know, mm -hmm. you know, the coaches and players are like, okay, we're done. We're ready to go home yeah, at this no. point. So it's, it's very much like, it's very much a, it can be an intimidating environment, but it's, um, but like, you know, when you ask those questions, you know, those coaches are just giving you a straight answer. It's just, they're, they're want you, you know, they want you to ask those questions. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's not, it, it can be a little bit with everybody in there, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's and, not too bad. And let me ask you this. Do you ever, you said it's intimidating. 
Do you ever feel like, do you ever like get like imposter syndrome being in that room with a bunch of reporters and know what they're doing? Sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's more of like, okay, trying to get that question out or trying yeah. to ask it or trying to, you know, get the hand up and all that. Cause like uh-huh. they're, I'm not criticizing any of the reporters in there. There's some reporters in there that will ask, be the driver of yeah. those press conferences. There's always that one reporter. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, I'm like, hey, like, I might have this question too, and you're yeah. going for that. So uh-huh. I'm like, I, ha- I don't have anything. And I feel like, okay, like, I mean, at least I have the quotes and stuff to get the story mm. for the story and get it in. But it's more of like, I'm not getting those questions asked. Yeah. So I kind of want to answer those questions being answered a little mm. bit. It's not, it's sort of imposter a little bit because it can be, like I said, a little intimidating, overwhelming mm. sometimes. Yeah. But like, it's not too bad. It doesn't affect. I would say me in my composure yeah. environment. It's just sometimes it's hard <laughs> to yeah, get, no, to get those questions out. Cause like, I, I will, I will, I will second your opinion. Press conferences are super intimidating. Yeah. Um, cause like, I think, um, cause like when I first started writing, I covered a lot of basketball games and like, you know, Scott Rick's cool guy. Winner or loss, cool guy. Yeah. Um, Wayne Tinkle, like you said, when the team loses, he's frustrated, which makes sense. Yeah. Like that, that's totally valid. Yeah. So like definitely. And like Wayne's a big dude. Wayne's, yeah. Wayne's like six, seven. <laughs> he can crush me. Uh, but you know, he's a, he's a, it's definitely, it's frustrating. It's, it's also frustrating when it's like, you have to ask players, uh, uh, players questions and they're already mad. They lost. Yeah. So that part's like, uh, I got like walk on eggshells around them. But like, I feel like with you, because you have that relationship already with like, all the reporters, all like the football coaches, all the players. I feel like they see you. It's like, 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 let's say hypothetically you ask a stupid question. Like if, like, if you're even Easton, he'd probably be like, Ryan, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like, if it's like, like if it's a reporter, you don't know, he'll probably be like, really? Like you don't ask that, you know, like make yeah. you look like a fool. Yeah. So like, I think it's like important to like, as like a student journalist, especially to build those relationships. Oh yeah, definitely. With like coaches, athletes, anyone you can. In the, like, and even to building those relationships with reporters too. Like, that's been really beneficial, mm-hmm. uh, especially this year. Like, they like I can talk to them before a press availability yeah. starts, before a practice, and they can give me some insight on, yeah. on things. Because obviously, being a student, you know, a lot of times classes conflict with those. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like talking, for example, to Jesse Soa, right? Like, Just, I, 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 I asked him. I was like, "It's the whole thing with Chance Nolan, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether he can practice, whether he can't. He's limited, but hasn't participated in a full padded practice yet, right? Right, and." Um, I asked him, you know, sort of like, what's the status? What's been changed? Has there been anything significant? He's like, no, nothing really. It's just, he was like, I don't even know when, you know, when he'll come back. And I remember running uh, into him before the men's game on Monday Mm. uh, for their opener. And he he told me too, like, what he was mainly, like, you know, concerned about was just, are these guys going to gel and play together after last season? After last season. And, uh, they found it in the second half there. So Somehow. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it's just having that, you know, it's like you start to know those mm-hmm. guys They can start giving you some insight yeah. and things like that on maybe if you're, you know, not there, you know, that you're like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. And that, that's what makes it really cool. Like, you know, I know 
you know, the K Val people, the K Z I people. You know everybody. All of them. You know, like, <laughs> everybody knows you. <laughs> like I remember, yeah. Like I remember watching a uh, one, uh, you know, Sunday football, right? Like the cut to the K Z I uh, sports, you know, update thing, uh, right? You were to show both the Oregon and Oregon oh, State. Oh yes, yes, yes. Right. I saw Trevor Denton on there, Aaron Slindy, and I was like, Oh hey, yeah, I know them. Know them. I, I know them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really um, cool, also building those connections too, because. You, you never know. You might you be able to land. You might be able to land something from building those connections. Exactly. You never know. Plus, like the journalism world, like <laughs> it's very cutthroat. Yeah. But deep down, there is like such a like a wanting to help everyone. Yeah. So I think that part's really cool as well. With like helping connections, like relationships, like strengthening stuff. I think it's really, really cool. Speaking of strengthening, how has your time at Orange Media Network strengthened your writing skills? Oh, significantly, <laughs> significantly. I came in not knowing much. And then like over time, it's gotten so much better to where I can streamline down what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, without even, like filler. Yeah, without filler. And even too for like a game, it's like cut, get to the get to the quick moments. Like mm-hmm. sometimes if I have to like add a little bit to a scoring play, yeah. it's just more of like, uh, you know, OK, this is a big play here what set up to yeah. get to that play okay um and even is, oh sorry yeah. to interrupt you but even that you keep brief right yeah i try to keep that as brief mm-hmm. brief as possible mm-hmm. and um just getting being a stronger writer being able to like convey what what's going on give detail and stuff in just short manner has been so much easier like i can go to a game now and like get a recap in quickly <laughs> like w- women's basketball it was just like all right you know what happened you know, with the lead, right? What happened? You know, score, big stuff that happened mm-hmm. in this back and forth game. Yeah, and then um, who who scored what points? Uh, how much and all that? Who are the leading scorers? And mm-hmm. then what's up next for the Beavers? And boom, like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so it's become easy for me. It's gotten a lot better, a lot easier. And like I know, partly the reason why I ended up getting that promotion was just quality of work has improved significantly. Yeah. Just like, especially with like writing previews. Those are, those Dude, are fun. Your, your previews, let's talk about that. Your previews. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Um, Cindy was a guest on this podcast and gave you a shout out because like, really? I, she was like, Ryan's previews are the best. They saved my life. I appreciate I, that. Cindy. Thank <laughs> you. And I agree. They're actually really good. They're really informative. Cause like you like, you know, stuff that like, nobody knows like you'll find out this like random player who like got hurt <laughs> just like how did he find that out it's like but just, that's just good to research and yeah it's just try to build something and be like all right like for if somebody's gonna read this the goal that i always have in mind is like all right know nothing about like somebody reads this they're like i know nothing about this game what do i need to know that's important and just streamline that down for yeah. somebody so they can digest and be like okay who's Boom. a key player need to watch out for on mm-hmm. cal or you know or for colorado that sort of thing it's like just trying to make make that easier on the person right. person reading it is always the goal that i try to do it's like all right like what's a good hi- highlight reel for in writing for yeah. for, the, for a person to read about this particular game or mm-hmm. this or this upcoming game so would you say your writing has like changed over the last couple of years oh it definitely has my parents have <laughs> like read my stuff too uh-huh. and they're like i can't believe you <laughs> like, this. this is you yeah and, <laughs> that's good though and, no it is good it, it's <laughs> like it's gotten so much better uh and even that's kind of helped me out with like stuff in class and all that like yeah. i can get out something as quickly as possible and at least try to write something really good early on so it's not a lot of edits that have to be done when i look back over it the second time because if you could write if you could write a game recap on a deadline you could write a five-page essay yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just just saying that. And then um, my last question for you, Ryan, 
What would you say to students who want to become student journalists, but like are kind of scared, they're kind of nervous, don't know what they're getting into? What would you say to them to kind of encourage them to work like either for Orange Vienna Network or like as a student journalist? Um, I'd say that like, so you actually brought me to this because I actually did help one of our new writers out oh. with getting sources for a story. Nice. And uh, so, but like to answer the first part of that, um, you know, getting into writing, it may seem intimidating. Yes. And I, I agree. It's just something that's you kind of you'll be fine it's not as bad as you <laughs> think it is it's pretty straightforward right and it's just you get better at it over time writing is a skill that you develop and like um even especially with like writing a recap too gets easier as you do it yeah and you can streamline the process a lot more and it's a lot more like okay like i know what to do yeah. don't feel as bad mm -hmm. about doing it. it's like i have a process that works for me um you know it it works for me i can get a good 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 recap in and it's just finding that process, finding what works, and just being able to hone your craft a right. little more. And especially with like two, with like getting sources, which is what I talked uh, about uh, with uh, Maggie Akins, one of our new one of our new writers. I've met them. Um, uh, I reached out to me about a story. Uh, I said, "Hey, you can take you can take it. That's yeah. fine." Um, mm -hmm. It was is going to go in the upcoming print issue, um, and I said, "Hey, like for getting sources and stuff, like." Don't be afraid to be persistent in trying to get sources because those are it's really yep. hard to do. Gotta especially, be a especially too when being a new writer too, it's a little hard uh, getting that access to those sources. Totally, totally. Because um, you know these people, you know like SIDs and stuff, don't really know you, and that's also yeah. where like those relationships come into benefit too. Like talking with like Hank and Sean, know who I am. Yeah. It's easy to get stuff with them and get mm -hmm. get emails back from them if I need something for a story. Totally. And um, it's just, you know, being being persistent and getting that is really hard. I, I know how hard it is to get sources. Like I remember I, Jeez. I remember <laughs> I was scrambling scrambling for the NIL one and when I finally got the final one for Gary Traub, shout out to shout out to Gas Tank Gary, you know, I'm like <laughs> I, I told him, I was like, dude, you saved my life on this story, <laughs> getting this, like, off the record type of thing. Like, you saved my life. Like, I will help you out. I'm eternally grateful. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, you know, having fun with it, just getting, you know, there are people around here to help you help yeah. you out and just be able to be a better writer. It's just step, taking that step forward and being like, what do I got to what do I gotta lose? It's going to be a fun experience. Definitely. Yeah. It's a lot of fun working up here. All right, well, that's all I have for you today. Uh, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you guys all next time on the next episode of Why Do You Write?